millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. All right, folks. Welcome to NinosCorner.tv. I am joined with Father Altman, um, who's very outspoken against what's happening to the church today, the Pope specifically. Um, and we need more men like this that are coming out and speaking out against this, that what's happening within the church, you know, the government taking over the funding, the whole thing. Uh, Father Altman, thank you so much for joining Nino's Corner.TV. It's a privilege to have you here. Uh, it's, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. So <laughs> ask, ask any question you want. Well, I want this to go on YouTube. Uh, and so... <laughs> I understand I there's a couple things we, we cannot discuss precisely because these these elites have taken over. They control everything. Literally, they control everything. I was just looking at it again yesterday, and uh, when I first started, here's an example. When I first started studying BlackRock, which was the largest of the four major holding companies in the United States, they were only at $4 trillion in assets under management. And now just yesterday, I saw it was like $9.5 trillion. Next in line is Vanguard with eight trillion. They they control that. Yeah. And, and so when when we see what seems to be incomprehensible coordination of the attack on our freedom, of the attack on our on our health, on our education, on all those areas of our lives, how is it that every single aspect of it is is seems to be so well coordinated that instantaneously it it crushes us in the last two years? Well, the reason why is because. These people at the top, there's, so think about this. You have, let's see, 9.5, $16.5 trillion worth of assets under management. Two people are running that show, unelected. Wow. Uh, and, and so when they say, for instance, the one, I like to use these two examples. We were, mothers were not standing outside a Target protesting that men couldn't go into the women's bathroom or into the women's changing room, right? That decision didn't come from down here. That decision came from these two people at the top who are just trying to destroy faith and family because ultimately that's Satan's endgame, destroy faith and family. So, uh, so, but we can zero in. We can, we can identify these two men or do you know sure, they, they are the CEOs of, you know, the president and CEOs of Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. And I think the other is Fidelity. I think those are the four major ones. And they stay in the darkness. They stay in the shadows. Oh, on purpose. On purpose. Um, you know, there's. have you ever seen – maybe this is off track. Did you ever see the movie, the original, uh, The Kingsman Secret Service? I see, I've a, heard of it. I never saw it. Oh, it's, it's a brilliant – it's actually a brilliant movie. You should watch it. I highly recommend it. There's some bad language in it, but I played hockey for 15 years. Uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of violence. There's one scene that even I don't like to watch. But, again, you play hockey and you, what you do, I mean, there's violence. Yeah. Well, uh, 
the lessons to be taken from this are, are so many. And when you see it parallel in the world today, but there's this interesting comment in the middle of it where the head of the Secret Service says, a gentleman's name should appear in the media in print three times in his life, when he's born, when he gets married, when he dies. The rest of the time, these elite are behind the scenes. And they put up these people, their puppets, as the face of what they're doing so you can blame the face. So everybody blames George Soros. Listen, George Soros does not have enough money to create all the havoc that he's being blamed for creating. And he's 90, he's 100 years old. <laughs> exactly. That guy could not do one jump rope. I mean, right, right. He, could not, he couldn't run around the block. I mean, exactly. So, so what's happening is we all look at, oh, George Soros, George Soros, George Soros. And, and when we're doing, spending all our time, what little time people actually do spend looking into things, we're not looking at the head of BlackRock. We're not looking at the head of, of uh, Vanguard. We're not looking at their lieutenants who are running about doing all that they're doing. And so they'll say, well, Arabella is George uh, Soros's big uh, funded thing that gets, has its tentacles in the Catholic Church as, as well. Um, but where George Soros does not have enough money to fund Arabella. This money is coming from these other elites. Down I know that George Soros is funding like candidates, though. I know he's funding political. You know, he has his hands. Well, yes. But that's he's, about as far as I know. But, but how much money could he possibly be funding them that that he's not replacing from these other people at the top who are contr- much more rich than he ever was? So so he's just the face that we all look to as the evil demon. But we're not. And so we're not looking deeper into who's really controlling things. What? I've heard it is seven to 13 different families, as it were, kind of run the show. And uh, everything I've read, everything I've seen for decades suggests there's some truth to that. But, oh, if you even mention that, of course, now you're a conspiracy theorist. Right, right. Because we're able uh, to put the pieces of the puzzle together for other people. But you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's usually the people that say you're crazy are the ones that are the puppets of the elite, or they're the rest of the major population. Well, they're just low IQ to me. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I was going to say uninformed and ignorant. But, you know, we all have enough brains in our head to figure it out if we make the effort. Jesus said, seek and you'll find. Most people just want, like the Roman philosopher Juvenile said in the year 150, they just want their bread and circuses, their food and entertainment. And, and he said most people don't care what kind of government they have so long as they get the bread and circuses or the food and entertainment. Well, look what Biden has done. He's just a puppet, too, by the way. He hasn't got a yeah. brain. He's a perfect puppet because he hasn't got a brain left in his head. <laughs> so, well, you Come should, and see him. a priest. <laughs> well, listen, you see him turn to shake hands with a non-existent person. Yeah. Time you say, okay, he's gone. But he's a perfect puppet, right? Um, anyway, so... Yeah, I forgot what I was saying, but there you go. No, I mean, just to hear this from a priest is awesome. Did you want to start this off with some prayer? I mean, Yes, I let us. Got... Let us. All right. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, send your spirit down upon us and fill us with the grace we need so that we can be witnesses of your faith. Like Jesus called us to his great commission at the end of Matthew chapter 28, the end of, just before he ascended. Go and teach people everything I know. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I've taught you. Let us be that witness of faith that teaches your truth and not the false lies of the world. And we ask for this grace, even unto martyrdom, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank okay. you, Father. That feels good. <laughs> So let, let's say, you know, I okay. let's start with uh, 
I, I wanted to you know go into the you know I feel like we're talking about the head of Vanguard and the the BlackRock and all that, but what about the Pope? Right. I mean, where right. does he, he fit is- in all this? Because to me, uh, I, I don't. When would you say what, was there ever a good Pope? Was there who was the last good Pope? I yeah. Mean, right. It seems like a very controlled institution to me, and it always has been. What's your What's your thoughts on that? You know, there have been uh, all. all- all people, including the popes, are sinners. So I'm not as much concerned about sinners because we're all sinners. We just are called to repentance. Every great prophet has called us to repentance. John the Baptist, remember remember the brood of vipers was coming out in the, the hierarchy of his day, and he said, who told you to come? Re- show some evidence of your repentance. So repentance takes evidence, and to evidence is in the form of reparation, repairing the damage that you've done. So uh, so I'm not concerned so much about the fact that there were some really badly behaved popes, because in the general public, uh, we tend to be badly behaved as well. Yeah. There, are, there are few, precious few saints amongst us. <laughs> um, what, what concerns me is what has risen over the past 50 years when the takeover first really revealed itself in Vatican II and post-Vatican II. Uh, and now what we've risen, we've come now to the point where the Pope, cardinals, and bishops are teaching absolute apostasy. They have changed. You know, the truth doesn't change. It's unchanged, unchangeable. So two plus two is four. In our day, in Jesus' day, two plus two is four. If we live 2,000 more years, which is highly unlikely, I think the cataclysm is not upon us. Um, yeah, me too. But, yeah. So, but two plus two would be four, 2000 years from now. The truth doesn't change. But what this Pope and these Cardinals and these bishops have done is they've changed the truth. They have, they have altered it knowingly and intentionally to destroy the unity. Remember, Jesus prayed, let us all be one, one in truth, right? My father's truth, do his will. His will is truth. And he's to prove it to us. He sent his son who suffered and died. Why? Because we are sinners in need of repentance. So when you get this Pope, Bergoglio, I don't, I didn't, I didn't even call him the Pope. He's an, he's a disgrace and he's an embarrassment to true. He's an embarrassment to every martyr who gave his life in support of the truth for 2000 years. He spits on the grave of every single martyr. Every time he opens his mouth, Wow. a way to understand this, because every now and then he'll say something that is true. I call it the life lesson of rat poison. So I pondered for 30 years. I was troubled by that because I'm a picky eater. Why a rat would eat rat poison? Because surely what that, what's in that box must taste really, really badly or because it kills you dead. Well, finally, a priest during a homily one Sunday explained it. The reason a rat eats rat poison is that about 90% of what's in that box tastes really, really good to the rat. The, the 10% of poison's mixed all in there. So he gobbles it all down, can't tell the difference, and it kills him dead. It's the same mm-hmm. for our faith. Correct. So you have somebody, even a pope, come forth and say 90% of good stuff. and But if he mixes in rat poison and you don't know your faith very well, you're vulnerable, you gobble it all down, and it kills your faith dead. And that's exactly what this pope and these cardinals and these bishops are doing in our day. They, they'll Every now and then they'll come out with something that sounds good. But if you don't know your faith, you won't recognize the lie that's mixed in there that will kill your faith dead. Do you think his main objective is to bring in a, a new religion, a one world religion for the new world order? I mean, well, I don't I, I, you know, yeah, he says it, you know, and, and this whole business about like he was just over there. I, I think it was in Kazakhstan 
maybe. And and he had this whole uniting of Abrahamic religions like the Jews, the Muslims, the the, the Christians, the Catholics. He uh, tried to make it all one. So here's here's a line that you need to know to understand what's going on. In the, in Vatican II, there is the Pope's uh, best friend since they were little boys. They went to school together. They played soccer together. They were they went to seminary together. They were doing priests together. They were doing bishops together. They made cardinals together. And then John Paul or Paul VI became Pope. And he made this guy Annabali Bugnini. So it's B U G N I N I Bugnini. He made him the head of the sacred worship in Vatican II. Bugnini has a quote, and this is this is virtually verbatim. He said, "We must remove from the sanctuaries of the Catholic churches." And from the sacred liturgy, anything that would be even a shadow of a stumbling block to our separated brethren, that is the Protestants. In other words, just make us another denomination. The Catholic Church has stood alone for 2,000 years with its martyrs in preaching the one truth that doesn't change. But Bagnini and the boys, his buddies, um, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I call them sorority sisters and pants okay. in purple. Um they set about to destroy the Catholic Church as it was. Why? Because the Catholic Church has one thing that no other church ever in the history of mankind has, and that's the Holy Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, the real presence. Well, that if as long as the church uh, maintains that truth, for which martyrs died for 2,000 years. You're talking about um, communion. communion uh, Holy communion, yeah. right. As long as they maintain that, then there is no way we can ever be melt like a melting pot into one world religion, because that's what separates us from everybody else. So what the Pope has done and what they've been doing since 1965 in Vatican II is they've tried to destroy belief in the royal presence in Holy Communion being what it is, for which martyrs died for 2,000 years. So... Oh, I could go. We'd be here all morning. But, and, but you're saying as long as the Catholic Church holds on to that, we're still in right, a good place. Right. When right. they get rid of that, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. And and that's what they've tried to do. And and so when and but also another attack on almighty God itself. Right. By the way, their their one real religion is a worship of themselves and the elites It has nothing to do with worshiping God, because, listen, if you I don't care whether you're a Catholic, I don't care whether you're a Christian of any kind. I don't care whether you're Muslim God is the creator. We are the created. God created two genders, period. Right, right. And be careful what you say here because on YouTube, yeah. they're a protected class. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Right, it, right. It pisses me. I, okay, I'm yeah. not going to get into this. No. But <laughs> but what's your thoughts on, and I was going to say, Father, uh, I was going to go to church the other day, and I don't go often. I should go. I know. In fact, you just, just what you said right now, I'm going to go take communion. I'm going to go go to church Sunday and receive the communion again because yeah. I need it. Um, I really need it. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, what do you think well, of the yeah, method? You know that if you've missed church now, I, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't, if I love you, which I'm called to do as a father of the church, then I have to tell you and guide you as my child, my spiritual child, that you should probably get to confession before. Yeah. You but I don't know what to confess. I have so much. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, okay, listen. So, 
there's nothing you can, uh, there's no sin you can confess that would make your father in heaven love you less, right? That's a right. Stand, that's a principle. And also, there's nothing you can tell a priest in the confessional that he hasn't heard a thousand times before or will remember the minute you walk out the door. So, uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. No, there's no. You okay, I've sat in the confessional for 15 years. Okay. And you uh, heard it all. I've heard it all before. In fact, sometimes you want they used to tell us in seminary, this is maybe a small aside, okay. that eventually people will come to you that haven't been to confession for a while. And I remember somebody at the near the beginning, somebody hadn't been there for like a year. And I thought, well, that's kind of too long. Then somebody said two years and three years. And eventually it got up in the teens. Yeah. I thought, glory be to God. What grace brought you here today? Glory be to God. I think the record. What if I can't work. remember the laundry list of sins? I know. Um, the holy. Listen, if you, but you're supposed to do an examination of conscience before you go in there, right? So there's only ten commandments, okay. and but you should be a little bit more specific than saying I violated all ten. Okay. Uh, but well, yeah. we, you, there's no way you can. I don't remember everything I've done. Okay. Right. Some people come in after say three years and said, "Well, I lost my." temper a couple times. I was impatient. And I'm thinking, I have committed more sins since I got up this morning. Than yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but God knows your heart and the Holy Spirit will let you speak those things that are most weighing down your heart. And this is a beauty of the confessional because it is the seal of confession that no government can ever break. Okay. And, uh, but there's, there's such a grace. Here's, do you remember, um, that Christmas show called Scrooge? It's called, uh, yeah. Christmas show, right? Yep. Remember Jacob Marley? He's wandering around with that big chain dragging behind him. Right. 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 If he would have just gone to confession, he would have <laughs> dropped so the chain. links in the chain. But that's what you do. You un, you, the chain gets broken. Links in the chain are lifted from his shoulders. That's the whole point why Jesus gave us this glorious sacrament so that he could let his love fill us. Because that's why that's why Mary is sinless, you see. Hail Mary full of grace. That's the angel Gabriel speaking there. That's not Catholic Church making it up. The Hail Mary is the words of the Gospel of Luke. Well, she was full of grace. There was no room for sin, right? Well, right. I'm not full of grace. There's plenty of room for sin. But by going to confession, I get rid of the sin so grace can come in and fill me up. I mean, that's the whole point of it. So anyway, sorry, I don't mean to Well, I, I wonder sometimes because I've noticed that uh, here in El Paso, I've tried to go to church a few I, I which is probably not the I, – I would think it's a – I like to go to church when no one's there. I, I like yeah. to go and pray by myself. Yeah. Right. No, that's I've good. Trying to go, and every time I go, the church is closed, like locked. Right. This is me off. Right. And I don't know why. I know the church has been vandalized here a few times. St. Patrick's Cathedral, that's where I used – I went to school. To, I was an altar boy, Father. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And um and uh, I would go to St. Patrick's and it's closed now all the time I go. Every time I go, I try to open the doors, it's locked. Right. I'm like, what is right. when did that ever happen? And then I was I said, Well, I'll just go into another church. And I was gonna go to this other church and b- b- on my on my on my street, and as I was going, I saw a big sign there, and this was during the whole uh yeah, boogeyman, yeah. boogeyman right. pandemic. Right. And I, uh, I saw that they were saying, Come and get your this. Yeah, and yeah. I saw that on the sign there. I'm like, What? Turn right. me off completely. I'm like, wow, this is Obviously, they're getting funding, and this is not to me. That's not a church anymore. Right. That's, right. What's your thoughts on that? Your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. The reason I got canceled, and I'll use uh, language carefully. Yeah. So, Just point to your. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The reason I got canceled is I said your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You do not have to be anybody's guinea pig. You do not have to be anybody's lab rat. The, uh, that whole thing. Yeah, pointing to my shoulder. That whole thing was a. Um, 
untried, untested, rushed to market hoax. Right. Uh, contrary to the teaching of the Catholic Church. The reason I got canceled wasn't because I came out with that video that said you can't be Catholic and a Democrat, which, by the way, canonized popes, three of them in the last 10 before this one, who's an anti-pope, three of them specifically said the exact same thing. I was only quoting canonized popes, and yet all the bishops took offense at me. Got They blew a gasket, right? And I said, hey, don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. I'm just speaking what the teaching of the church is. So anyway, but that's not what got me canceled. What got me canceled was I actually said your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's that's basic Catholic dogma. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It goes right back to sacred scripture, right back to day one. So, um, but when I said that, that, that they, they got shook up because you see, they are in bed with uh, the elite. Right. And uh, in bed with each other too many times, by the way. Yeah. Uh, is which this? is, you know what? We have 5 billion reasons why the virtually the entirety of the episcopacy in the United States should resign en masse immediately. They, it's in, in the military. They call it, we've lost confidence in your command, your ability to command. Right, right. You know, except for a handful, like Strickland in Texas, there's a great one. I think it's uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. There's the good Tobin out in Rhode Island. The, the one in Newark is the one that texted his buddy, Nighty Night Baby, and then tried to say, oh, no, I was, I was actually texting my sister. Well, I, don't, I have never texted my sister, Nighty Night Baby, right? That's yeah, no kidding. The language you use with your blood sister. Right. So, uh, anyway, there's a handful that are good ones, but the majority of them, they should all resign. Now, what I call it is I want your miter on a platter. You know, like John the Baptist got his Right, head. right. I want your miter on the platter because you're not, you don't deserve it. You locked, you locked us out of your churches. Right, that it, it, you know who Saint Charles Borromeo is. He was a Cardinal Archbishop of Milan during the Black Plague, and which actually was contagious, and it actually was lethal. He went around to people, anointing them and giving them viaticum on the tongue during the Black Plague. Right, because that's our job. If I'm your father and you're my son, I want to feed you. I want to save your soul. I will give my life to save your soul because that is my that is my calling that God gave me. St. Charles Borromeo didn't go hide in his little rectory there and tell tell all the people of faith, ah, screw you. You know, you're on your own. Right. They, the, the shepherds of the church here and around the world abandoned their flock and betrayed us. Yes. Jesus, Jesus talked about this. He said they're, they're hirelings, and they run at the first sign of the wolf. Right? Again, right. Our job is I don't care how bad it is. You keep the church open. First of all, the government's authority ends at our front door. That is our constitution. And so you could tell our government, hey, go to hell. Right. And that would be okay. Because you know what? Your authority does end at my front door. And that is a constitution. That, but but they're all a bunch of cowards, these shepherds of the church. They're cowardly hiding in their, oh, I could go on. Well, so what do you That's think about that? I was just going to ask you that. What do you think about these priests that are just uh, controlled or they are not, or they're scared? Yeah. To speak out. There's just not many coming out. I mean, right. I don't see any. I ha- I've had another father on my program that was speaking out. Of, his name escapes my mind right now, yeah. but I've had him on Nino's Corner TV, and yeah. uh, he was a canceled priest, and he's coming yeah. out swinging. I right. mean, there's a few of you guys, but not enough. Right. Well, here's what happens, and I'll give you the case of uh, Father Clay Hunt, who's in San Antonio, and there's that viper, absolute viper of an archbishop down there. His name is uh, Gustavo Sillers Garcia. He was from Mexico originally. He gets to Chicago, which is a hotbed of hell. 
uh, Bernadine himself was a very uh, homosexual, satanic worshiper kind of guy. Bad, bad guy. He's dead. He's gone on to his eternal reward, which is damnation, because he never repented. You see, people say, well, you can't say that. I say, well, just a second here. If you cause harm to somebody, your your job is to show some evidence of their repentance, like St. John the Baptist said, right? And 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 make sure that your error is corrected so that you don't lead others to damnation. He didn't do a thing. He, he never recanted and repented. So that's why I know where he is. You know, Jesus said many are going to choose the broad road to destruction, few the narrow road to hell. Well, anyway, so now you got this Gustavo Sillers Garcia who was from Mexico, uh, was trained in Chicago in all the evil that spawned out of Chicago, and now he's Archbishop down there. Father Clay Hunt was... First, he was sort of canceled, and he was sent off to do prison ministry. That's what they do. They, they send you off to the hinterlands uh, where you will be lost and never heard from again. But because mm-hmm. of the lockdown, he was not able to go in for a year into the prison. So when he went back, he was going to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass and then offer Holy Communion. Well, as a Catholic, you're not entitled to receive Holy Communion unless you're in a state of grace. So what Father Hunt said to the, to, the, to the prisoners, I suspect that some of you over the past year may have committed some mortal sins. So what I'm going to do before I celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is I'm going to hear confessions so that you will be in a state of grace so that you can receive the real presence in Holy Communion, right? Garcia Sillers, that archbishop down there, blew a gasket, canceled them immediately, and said, no, I told them they could just make a sincere act of contrition, which has never been the teaching of the church, the dogmatic teaching of the church is go to confession. That's from Trent and, and forward. And St. Thomas Aquinas never said the spiritual communion and all that made it. No, that's they misreading, misstating, lying about what was truly said. So anyway, so he cancels Father Clay Hunt, who's one of the holiest priests I've ever met in my life. And you can imagine I've met a few. And, uh, and he took away his salary, his food allowance. He took away his rectory. He took away his health insurance. And he took away his retirement. You can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he did. And uh, and so all of a sudden you have this holy priest with no other life skill except to be a shepherd and a father to his family, suddenly cast adrift. And but through the kindness of strangers, is able to, you know, have food on the table at night, have a roof over his head. These no priest will speak up because the minute you do they will cancel you, these vipers. Yeah. And they will leave you adrift. And you know, most priests, I have a background, so I was, you know, I was a steel worker, so I was a union worker, then I was a, I went and got an MBA, I was an accountant, then I was a banker, then I went to law school. So I have this background. Worst case scenario, I guess I could support myself. But these priests can't. So you have them out there, these priests who have spent six to eight years in seminary and all their lives self-sacrificially serving their people are suddenly canceled and they're, they're going, they're flipping burgers at McDonald's or they're being mailmen or something other, you know, a wow. store. And, and so that's why they won't speak up. And so here's the, here's the logic of what they're thinking. Well, at least I can, as long as I keep my head below the radar, I can serve my little flock here. And that's what I'm called to do. Wow. Now, ultimately you're called to be a witness of faith and preach the truth. But they're so afraid because they, or they will get sent away to these uh, indoctrination places. That's one of the bishop's favorite thing. Oh, you're you're too, um, you've got anger management issues, or wow. you're too divisive. They'll use these ambiguous terms, which mean nothing, and they'll send you away where these psychologists trained by them 
to to crush your spirit and become another um do you remember do you remember the movie with Jack Nicholson it was called uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah all right remember that. in the end they lobotomized him he was That's mad right. because that vicious nur- nurse ratchet harmed that poor guy who finally was no longer stuttering so he got mad at her and they lobotomized him. And remember that the big Indian, uh, yeah, the big Indian guy. He, he smothered him because he didn't want to see this spirit um, so crushed now as a lobotomist. So right. what they're doing when they send these priests to these reindoctrination camps, they learned this from the Russians, by the way, is they essentially lobotomize them and and screw with their psyche so much so that they'll never be heard from again. Wow. So this these reindoctrination camps, these vicious bishops from hell uh, that's what they do and they threaten you to say we're not going to put you back into ministry unless you go and then if you say i'm not going to that place where i'm going to get essentially an essential lobotomy they'll say well now you're being disobedient so now we're taking away your faculties and you you are no longer they will try to lay aside you now watch they didn't lay aside boy rapers and they didn't take away the faculties from people who did that they didn't take away they didn't excommunicate Child murderers. That's right. They just relocated them. They relocated them exactly. But if the one cardinal sin that you shall not do is you better not criticize a bishop, or the entire weight of the USCCB will come down on your head. There's, I cannot go. So, so basically, we could we could call this the deep church, like the, the deep, deep church. State, and that is in a word deep. exactly the deep church, which is in bed with the deep state, and 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 it's so bad. Here's I, I want to give people hope. I never want them to get discouraged. It is so bad that only God can fix it. Right. right? Well, glory be to God. He's the one that can fix any problem. You know, he, he can he can raise up a David to take on Goliath. And you know who loses? Goliath. Right. So when, when we see, when we feel helpless, St. Paul said it in sacred scripture, when I'm, when I'm most weak is when I'm most powerful, because then it is the Lord who does it all. Right. So look, it only took God plus one's a majority. It only took one David to take down Goliath and the Philistines in the, in the, the war with the Gideon, with Gideon. Right. He whittled God whittled it down to 300 against something like 100,000 Midianites. Right. Right. And Gideon won the war without losing a single soldier because they all killed each other. That's right. what evil does. It feeds on each other. So we don't have to worry. It's not a numbers game for God. We just got to make sure we're on God's side. I've also heard that in the Revolutionary War for you know 1776, yep. it was only five percent that fought. Right. Yes. So there you go. It doesn't take there any of us. Exactly. You and can then, have ninety-five percent cowards, and then you right. just need that five percent. Right. Exactly. And you know those five percent, they risked everything. They risked their family fortune. They risked their own life. They 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 risked their own families because some people they were called uh, royalists or. There's another word for it. Anyway, they were loyal to the crown, which makes no sense at all. Right. But they were. Right. And so those people would go after the few patriots that stood up and fought for their freedom. And and uh, and yeah, with uh, it's the same with the Crusaders, by the way. Right. The Crusaders gave up their life, their livelihood. They had to pay their own way to go try and take back the Holy Land that had been captured. So that... But you get the the left wing and the Protestants who hate the Catholic Church try to paint the Crusaders as the bad guys. No, no, no. Even when you understand the the uh, pillaging of Constantinople, when you realize that the 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 the, the deposed emperor of Constantinople went to Venice, 
the Crusaders went to Venice, so they met in Venice. Venetians, who were all the, the seafaring people, what, they wanted the Ven- Venetians to transport them to, by ship to the Holy Land, but they couldn't pay for it, the Crusaders. So the, the deposed emperor in, in Constantinople said to the Crusaders, if you just get me to Constantinople and you, you win back Constantinople, I will pay you from the, from the country's treasury, and then you can pay the Venetians. Well, what happens is they, they get to Constantinople. They say, okay, we've got a three-way deal going on here. They get to Constantinople. Lo and behold, the emperor discovers that the treasury had been raped and pillaged, and there was no money there. So the emperor couldn't pay these soldiers. Now, this back, what, 500 years ago, back before there were right. nice civil rules of war. Although how civil these rules of war are, when you look at what happened in World War II and World War I, we're no different. Anyway, so what they did was, okay, you're not going to pay us. We're going to take it out by pillaging the city. So people like to blame all those bad, bad crusaders. No, the crusaders were only getting paid for what they promised to do because they did, in a a contract, they fulfilled their bargain. They put the emperor back in power. He didn't pay them. He broke the bargain, and that's why it happened. But you can't get the left-wing, anti-Catholic bigotry out of the, the press and out of the schools that so anyway that's a side story but it just shows let me you. do you still yeah. think like like let me ask you this like for people that have kids and this may be off i'm kind of just going yeah. a different direction here but people that have kids and children that they're they're like i don't want to put them in put them in the public school systems i can't right. they're just getting it's just getting too crazy with the drag right. screen drag right. queen story hours right. or something like that yeah and um they don't want them indoctrinated so they're like well i'm just gonna homeschool them yeah how do you th- how do you wh- what do you have, let's say is it better to homeschool or do you think could they put them in a Catholic school? Do you think that's the right way to go? What would right. you suggest? I mean, I went to Catholic school, uh, yeah. but I don't know if that's completely a captured operation. Now it seems like it is. I don't know if yeah. that's even safe to put your kid in there. No. Um, what, what would you say to that? It's not safe to put your kid in Catholic school anymore. And that's not me talking. Archbishop oh. Fulton J. Sheen said that 70 years ago. He said, if you want your children to lose the faith, put them in a Catholic school. Really? Yeah. Because what happened is after the nuns left, the nuns taught you the truth of Catholicism. Oh, well, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I got my ass beat by a few nuns. <laughs> I, did, I did too, right? I lived in terror of them. Yeah. But at least they taught you. Because what's a school supposed to do? Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. Do a school has one job: reading, writing, arithmetic. Right. All this social indoctrination, all this cultural indoctrination—that is not the job of the school. Right. That's the job of the parent. Sex education is the job of the parent. Right. But is it, are you saying it's That's in the Catholic child. school? Right. Is that in the Catholic school now? It's it is now infiltrated in the Catholic school no as well. Way. But but well because they're all they're all woke now. Yeah. The nuns were never I'll tell you the one thing. The nuns were never woke. The modern day nuns are the ones that run around without habits. Yeah. Well, there's what one nun just got nominated to some big position in the Catholic Church who or it's right here in La Crosse, I think it is too, but but also globally, these uninhabited feminazi nuns. Former nuns. They're not nuns anymore. They can't they can't wear the habit. You're not a nun. You're an imposter. Um, but prior to that, they were faithful to the truth. Uh, but like I said, 70 years ago, Fulton Sheen, the great archbishop, the person, the one single person who's done more for teaching the Catholic faith in America than any other human being in America. Right. And, and yet the current crop of bishops are standing in the way of his canonization. Why? Because if he's canonized as a saint and you look at what he taught, it makes them look like the morons that they are. So that they've, they've, they've torpedoed the canonization process as to Fulton J. Sheen because he speaks the truth and they do not. Wow. So anyway, so homeschooling, if all your job is to do is reading, writing, arithmetic, well, most parents can actually do that. But what happened is it's the Russian error. It takes a mother to be at home to do this, right? And uh, But the Russian error is 
the back in 1917, the Russia attacked the the communism, the socialism attacked the family and faith because communism, socialism is God. The God is us. God is the government, not God. Right. So how you destroy belief in God is through indoctrination of the little ones. Like I think it was Lenin said, "Give me a kid for four years, and I got him for life." <laughs> so when when you when you start indoctrinating kids with with drag queens in first grade. Well, by the time they get to be five, fifth grade, they're thinking, okay, I guess yeah. it's just okay. You know, right. live and let live, right? Be kind. Uh, it's not the teaching of Jesus. Well, anyway. Um, Jesus, so the, didn't Jesus also say, uh, it is, you know, you hurt a child? What, what, what was it? Yeah, if you lead, better you get the great millstone around your neck than lead my little lambs astray, right? Lead my children. Yeah, that's it. Can you say that again? Yeah. Better you get the great millstone around your neck then lead my lambs astray. Lead any of these little ones to sin, right? Another but here's, word, here's something you probably you never heard. That, uh, so I used to think, well, that seems like an unusual way for Jesus to support capital punishment. And there were many <laughs> ways to kill people back in Jesus' day. Jesus approved of capital punishment, by the way. It's a lie what the bishops are saying today. What Jorge Bergoglio said today is a big, fat lie. Right, he's changing the catechism. Capital punishment was and always will be a way to prevent harm to society by those who have who are so broken, so warped that they can no longer live in society. So instead of paying a hundred thousand dollars a year to keep a, a Charles Manson in prison, right, right, uh, nothing wakes you up to the possibility of you better get your life in order than the fact that oh, six days from now, capital punishment. Right, got you. Uh, and. Uh, so, I always tell people when uh, you know when people try to pr- portray Jesus as some peace loving hippie, yeah. I always say, man, he was the one that threw out the money changers. Exactly, and, and he was cursing while he was doing so. Right. Wasn't yes, he? he was. So, uh, so what Jesus said when he said that, he didn't say, "Better you get stoned to death." Now, stoning to death was a very horrible way to go. Right, probably the second worst way of being capital punishment back. He didn't say that, and he didn't say, "Better you get crucified," which was the single worst way you could have capital punishment back then. He said, better you get the great millstone around your neck, not a small millstone, the great one, the one that ox used to rhyme with, right? You get that around your neck and thrown into the deep blue sea. So I've often wondered why. Why did he say that? Well, in order to understand the truth of Jesus' words, you have to understand the culture. And in the Jewish culture of the day, you had to have a proper burial. And if you didn't get properly buried, you were in hell for for eternity. That's essentially the, the concept. So even heinous criminals like Jesus was accused of being one who were crucified, nevertheless, got a proper burial. Remember, the disciples went to Pilate and said, hey, we need his body. We need it now. We need to bury him. Even Jesus got a proper burial. Why? Because without a proper burial, you were burning in hell for eternity. So when Jesus said, better you get the great millstone around your neck and thrown into the deep blue sea, what that great millstone did absolutely unequivocally was drive you to the bottom of the sea where you would not get a proper burial, which meant you were going to burn in hell for eternity. So what Jesus said that day in clear language that everybody back then understood was better you get goddamn to eternal fires of damnation than lead one of my children astray. That's huge. That came from Jesus. I mean, Jesus's own words. So kids are off limits. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Kids are off limits, man. Right. Oh, complete. So, when, but you can lead them astray by leading them into sin, and by having drag queens in grade school, you are leading those children into sin. 
And that's a Russian error because that should never have been. Schools are supposed to teach reading, writing, arithmetic, right? Ooh. So in 1917, what the Russians did, the communist socialists did, and this is happening ever since, is that they would devalue womanhood, femininity, motherhood. And they would say your only utility is if you work in the public, in the workplace and serve the state. It's very utilitarian. Take God out of the picture. See, we believe in God, and our worth is in being children of God. That's where we find our identity. What the Russian heir did that our Blessed Mother at Fatima warned us about was saying that they're going to destroy your identity as a child of God and make you a child of the state. That, so, that was uh, who warned us that? Our Lady of Fatima in 1917. I was just going to ask you about her. Okay, yeah. Lady of Fatima. Yeah. That was – say that again. Sorry. Okay, Our Lady of Fatima in 1917 uh, warned us on October 13th, the miracle of the sun, that if you don't pray, if you don't return your life to holiness, the Russian error will spread throughout the world. And the Russian error is the destruction of faith and family. Oh, got you. So so that was on October 13th. I think it was on October 17th or 18th, right? It was within about a week's time, the Bolshevik Revolution took place. She warned us about it just before the revolution, a communist revolution. So what they do is, so you devalue motherhood and womanhood and femininity, and you stick the woman in the workplace. You pay the man less so that you need both both incomes to survive. So now, if that you want, ultimately breaks up the family unit too. Exactly, and 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 so what? So what you want to do is you want to make sure women don't have children because if they have children, then they have to stay home, right? Or they have to take care of the children. So they they introduced contraception and they introduced abortion, mm. so women wouldn't have kids. And in the event you actually did have a kid, what they said is you still have to work. We'll put your kid into government daycare back in indoctrination camp. Indoctrination. And, and like I said, like Lenin said, give me that kid for four years and I got him for life. So they destroyed faith and family. They even corrupted the children saying, listen, if your parents are praying the rosary, like our lady told us to, tell on them and, and we will take care of it. And we, will, we, the state, will take care of you. Not your mother or your father, the state will. So here's how they did it. Watch how insidious it is. Here's an example. Let's say Tommy over there comes to the teacher and says, Teacher, because she'll say it, because kids don't know better. They're innocent. They'll say, hey, just let us know if your parents are, you know, being faithful to the Catholic Church or the Russian Orthodox Church, if they're praying the rosary. So Tommy goes and tells the teacher, hey, my parents were praying the rosary. They, oh, thank, they throw a big party for Tommy. Meanwhile, the Gestapo, or not Gestapo, the KGB, are out arresting the parents. And, but wow. all the little kids in the classroom say, Tommy, Got to look at this. How special Tommy is! They reward him. He gets to have a big party for Tommy. I want a party too because I'm just a little kid, and parties are fine. And they don't understand the ramifications of then going to the teacher and saying, "Oh, my parents prayed the rosary too." Whether or not it's even true, they just want a party. So that's how that's how they destroyed the families by going out and arresting. And then they took those kids who are now orphans. And they put them into the state system where they indoctrinated them into socialism and communism. What have we done in our day today? We've made daycare like normal. And when I criticize daycare, because it's not got, it's not mommy care. There's no substitute for mommy care. Right. Mary did not shuffle Jesus off to daycare so she could have a career. Right. Correct. So, so when I say that though, people get all mad and they say, "Well, I turned out okay," but okay is not the standard. 
That right. when you stand before God, he says, I don't want to know that I gave you 10 talents and well, okay, you gave me back five. No, no, no. He gave you talents. He expects you to use them and double them up. Okay is not the standard. Doubling your talents is the standard. So this whole wow. idea, well, I turned yeah. out okay and I had daycare is a false, it's a lie. It's a false premise. But but you try to tell that to people out there today, and they get all shook up and say, "Oh, well, of say, course they would." I say, "I need, but we need both our incomes." I say, "Just a second here. How many TVs do you got in the house? How many cell phones do you have in the house? Do you have cable, internet, like high speed internet? Right? right? Do you have two cars or three or four? Do you have extra bedrooms? Do you have more space than you need? We live way beyond our means, and it takes two incomes to support that excess temporal goods." You know, when I was a kid, we had one car, and we had to share it. It was a used car. We never had a new car. We couldn't afford it because my dad worked, and my mother stayed home and took care of us. When, we, when I was in high school, we had 500 kids in the school. There was one pay phone outside the, the, the cafeteria, and, and, and everybody had to – you couldn't hog the phone. You, it was only for, like, if you had an emergency. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I was the same. But it taught kids responsibility. You couldn't just say, oh, you had to make sure your backpack – was full of your homework and your school books before you got on that bus, right? Or because you just couldn't, hey, mom, I forgot my gym clothes. You know, I forgot my track shoes. You, you couldn't do that. You had to make sure it taught you responsibility. And uh, But that's what's lost by, oh, my kid needs a cell phone for safety purposes, just in case there's an emergency. Well, you know what? All 500 of us kids when I was in high school somehow managed to survive. What, what do you have to say to people that, you know, uh, a lot of families now spare the rod. You know, I was always, my ass was always beaten by my dad. <laughs> you know, there was once a time when, when, uh, when my dad said, right. get over here. I'm going to, you know, right. you bend me over him with right. another belt. Well, right. I went downstairs and, and this is the one time I broke my dad pretty good. I yeah. went downstairs and I put on like 10 pairs of underwear yeah. and yeah. I ran back upstairs <laughs> for him to hit me with the belt. And he yeah. was wham! Right. And I was right. laughing. And he right. was like, what, what's going on here? And he pulled down right. my, my shorts. He's like, one, two. He's all, he's yeah. pairs of underwear. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. my, my, I mean, I, the biggest fear I had was when my mom said, wait till your dad gets home. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, boy. Exactly. Yeah. And that was, but I mean, what do you have to say to the parents that spare the rod? Right. This whole business about time out. Yeah. Sit in the corner is, is the downfall of civility. Because what has happened, and we're seeing it in all those gangs that, like in Beverly Hills, what, 80 people descended upon a jewelry store, busted out the windows, stole all the stuff inside, and then went off and the police did nothing because the the Democratic left-wing commie uh, rulers of the city, and and everywhere they're doing this, saying, oh, the police can't do their job. Defund the police. I was afraid of of doing something, an error, lest... I get punished, whatever form that was going to take. That there's, there's a carrot and there's a stick, and you need both of them. And what we've done is, then this is all because it's all intended to destroy the interweaving of the fabric that holds society together so you're not having Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle and riots everywhere. Like in Detroit, right? During that last couple of years when there's been just mayhem and chaos in the cities, it didn't happen in Detroit. You know why? Because the mayor and the chief of police got together and said, don't even think about trying that stuff here. Not right. going to work. We're going to take, we're, you're going to be 
punished. So that when you when you instill in a child the idea that if you're a bad kid, you're going to get punished, and you're not going to like it. It's going to hurt, whether it's physically or spiritually. It's going to hurt. You're going to learn that there is a punishment for the crime. Just like God himself told us, there's punishment. It's eternal. If you violate my commandments, they're not suggestions. They're my commandments. There will be consequences. So what we've done is we've removed the consequences. I remember when, as a lawyer, right, had to deal with child protective services. And already back then, so this is in the 1990s, the infiltration had taken place in CPS, where if you spanked your child, that was considered child abuse. Yeah. Uh, and, and so consequently, I mean, I went toe-to-toe with, I remember one specifically, in one case, I went toe-to-toe and I said, no, 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 spanking child, slapping them on the mouth when they, when they use bad language, get, that is not actionable. That is, that is actually being a lot. If you love your child, you want to make sure that when he's little, he learns pu- there's crime and punishment, right? So that when he gets to be 18, 19, he's not out there. Yeah, he understands there's a consequence for everything. Exactly. And you, you know, my mom, consequence. my mom one time, she had a big old ring, an amethyst <laughs> ring. And I remember I was mouthing off to her, like sitting passenger to her in, in the car one time. Yeah. And she goes, I'll hit me right in the nose. My right. nose started bleeding. Yeah, but not for his. But I knew I deserved it. Right. And she, was exactly. like, she freaked out. She was like, she couldn't believe. She didn't mean to make my nose bleed, but right. She popped me in the mouth and it hit my nose. I, yeah. That was like my right. first real bloody nose as a kid. Yeah. I guess that's why right. I went into boxing. But, yeah. but, but <laughs> thanks to my mom. Yes. I, I understood right then and there. Yep. Yeah. I was being a brat. I knew it. Yep. I was being a little right. spithead. And right. and I got what I deserved. And I exactly. didn't hold it again. So I'm not like mad at my mom or anything. Yes. I love my mother. It's like, yes, it's if, it's, if you love your child, you will punish that child so that, yeah. so that later on, he realizes there are consequences and he doesn't do something that ends him up in jail. Right. Learn now as a kid, but, but we've gotten so pansy about it. Oh, go sit in the, go have some time out. Oh, that is the stupidest godless communist idea. I've ever heard time. I out. agree with you. That's it's insane. I agree with you, church. Before uh, church, <laughs> father. Before yes. we we wind this off, we yeah. we we wind this out. Uh, I was going to ask you. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do communion, but do I need to go to confession, or can I just pray to God and then do the communion? No, no, you need. To I go gotta to do. I gotta do the confession. Oh! Now watch though. Here's the thing. Can't I just tell you over the phone? <laughs> no, that doesn't. That does not actually work. By the way, um, here's the thing: Jesus, after his resurrection, he appeared in the upper room. But why do I need a middleman? Is what I'm saying. Why right. can't I just? Oh, pray to I'm me? about to tell you. Okay. Yeah, because because Jesus said so. Okay. Jesus appears in the upper room, and and when he does, he says, "Peace be with you." When he said that, he breathed on them, the apostles, and said. But Judas was already dead, so it was just the other 10, or the 11. He, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, who sins you forgive are forgiven them, who sins you hold bound are held bound. All right? Now, now, now watch closely. First of all, in the upper room, four of the seven sacraments of the Catholic Church were all there. There was the institution of the priesthood, the institution of the Holy Eucharist. There was confession right there. And then there was Pentecost. There was confirmation. When they were up there in the upper room, on Pentecost, and the, and the Holy Spirit comes down, right? So that upper room was a very special, special room. 
Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them. That was only the second and only time in all of sacred scripture that the Holy Spirit was breathed on humanity. The first time was when Adam and Eve. The next time was when he established the sacrament of confession. So clearly Jesus thinks it's important. Now, here's the thing that Protestants don't get. Because they say, oh, I'll just go straight to Jesus. Or I'll just, like, right, I don't have to go to the middleman, to the priest. Right. Well, Jesus said you did, right? And here's the thing. Protestants don't realize he gave that majestic power of forgiveness of sins or holding them bound only to his first bishops, who then shared it with the priest because they can't, you know, they need help. There's only one of them, and there's a lot more Catholics. If Jesus gave that majestic power of forgiving sins and holding them bound, because Protestants forget that second half of the sentence, if he gave that to every single one of us, we're all in trouble. Because sooner or later, directly because of our own selfishness, we sin against somebody, or even inadvertently. Somebody honked the horn at me the other day. What was I doing? I thought I was driving okay. But inadvertently, we sometimes offend people. If those people can hold your sin bound, we're all in trouble. Because Uh in our lives, we have offended people. Mostly. I do that daily on my show. I know. Exactly. (laughs) I do it daily on my show. Yeah. Thank God he did not give that power to hold sins bound or to forgive them to everybody, but only to his priests. So the way that you can be assured that your sin is forgiven and forced to do an examination of conscience, because see, most Protestants do exactly, most Catholics do exactly what you're doing. Like, I, well, I can't remember them all, or I'll just go straight to Jesus. But I really can't. Right. No, you can't. But what the Holy Spirit, when you, when you go there for a few minutes beforehand and pray, Lord, reveal to me what you want me to confess, what you want me to work on this day. That's it. It's a full-time job. It's a lifetime job to become holy. So he's not asking you to suddenly flip a light. It's not like flipping a light switch and suddenly you're holy. That's, that takes work every single day. But this day, the Holy Spirit will inspire you to talk about this particular thing that's bothering you in your life, an area of sinfulness, right? So you, you go to them with the exam, and, and then you are absolved. When the priest says, and I absolve you through the ministry of the church, through Jesus, it's Jesus that's doing the absolution. It's not me. I don't forgive anybody's sins. It's right. Jesus. I don't baptize anybody. When I say those words, it's Jesus doing the baptism, not me, right? But Jesus created this ministry as a personal, in-person, in-persona Christi, as we say in the church, so that we can be the light of Christ to you, so that we can be the minister of Christ's graces to you. He created those sacraments as a visible means of an invisible grace that comes from him, precisely because when you're in a state of sin, you need that consolation, and that means grace. He's the one that created it. I'm not going to try to second-guess Jesus. Well, what about priests that, because uh, I've heard the way that the secret societies worked or the way that they get dirt on politicians or yeah. dirt on people was the priest would go and tell. Oh, uh, that, I can tell you this. If you do that as a priest, you are instantly excommunicated yourself. So I'm sure there are bad eggs in the priesthood. Bella Dodd said they infiltrated the church intentionally way I mean, back. I mean, I just don't trust the church. I mean, I, right. I'm just sorry. But, I mean, yeah, right. But now, right now, right. But yeah, so, I think that's what people worry about is like the priest, yeah. you know, being in your community, whatever, like I, somebody, yeah. you know, you know, the church, I mean, the priest going off and telling people, uh, your right. sins that I, you confessed. No, no, that is, I don't know of a single priest, even the ones that are crazy left wing libs, 
that don't understand the utter sacrilege of ever saying anything outside the confessional. You absolutely, if there is one thing a priest shall not do, until you might as well just go stand in front of a firing squad than do this, Yeah, is reveal what is said in the confession. Now, I know there's occasionally, there are 37,500 priests in the United States. I suppose a handful of them may have said something they shouldn't have said. But I don't know, and I've never met any priest who doesn't understand the absolute inviolable seal of the confessional. So, no. there's. And like I mean, I said, what if I was like a detective? I, mean, I don't have any... I didn't, I'm not saying me here, but I'm just yeah. saying like I would go see the priest that someone confessed to if I wanted to find out a crime or something, and but the priest would not be allowed to say absolutely, anything? absolutely. Listen, they, they know better than to even try. Okay. The okay. They, and wow. here's the thing: so people say, well, you should be able to break the seal of confession if it's something heinous, like child, like child yeah, yeah, murder, yeah. Right? right? But here's the thing: if you come into my confessional. And you say that I did this heinous crime. I had uh, sexual relations with a minor. Yeah. It's an opportunity for me to counsel you to walk back from that, report yourself, because if you've done it once, you'll do it again. Yeah. Get help. And even if it means go to jail, better you go to jail for the rest of your life than you. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I can counsel you that. Right. I can try to help you, guide you to where you're not going to do it again. Right. Right. But if you think for one instant that the minute you leave that confessional, I'm on my little cell phone in the confessional. I'm calling the police. <laughs> hey, go arrest this guy, and I will testify against him. You will never come in and and talk to me for counseling and spiritual direction. The fact that you can, knowing 100 percent that I am not calling the police. I'm actually helping you, and I'm helping every other potential victim out there by having the seal of confession. Because you will, you will not be afraid to come in and seek help. Right. That's the whole point of the confessional. You come in to seek help, help in the life of grace and holiness to prevent you from doing some other heinous crime. Same for murder, same for any heinous thing, right? You come in, and I'm trying to counsel you and prevent you from harming another person. That's the seal of confession, and that's why it's inviolable. These they're stupid people that say, but I mean, what, how, but what about the priest? I mean, okay. What about the priest conscience that they know, like, let's say a child rapist or a murderer comes in yeah. and he's giving his confessions. And then, you know, you know that they're doing it again because you hear through the community or something. Won't you feel like, man, I got to tell him this guy. I would, I would feel like it was my job to do so. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, again, I, that's kind of yeah. a, you're, you're imposing on the priest something right. outside the sacrament of grace that Jesus gave him. Got you. So, the because, and it's not, maybe this one particular person in your hypothetical right. might reoffend. Right. But there are, as I said, there are 37,500 priests in the United States, and you have to be able to feel free to go to any one of them. And right. if you find out that this one priest out of 37,500, so there are 37,499 that aren't going to tell on you. You find out that this one did throughout the country. Nobody will go to the priest. Got you. So you can't, you can't use that as an example. And, and then I would also, you know, all the answers to every question we have, like the one you just asked, is found in the Gospels. And here's the perfect one that people don't get. Because we think in human terms. We think as we do, not as God does. 
Jesus gave us the parable of rich man Dives and poor man Lazarus. Remember, rich man Dives ate sumptuously dressed in purple. He was actually talking about Caiaphas and the high priest and his brothers because there was like five or six of them. Okay. And they knew it when he was saying it. Hey, he's talking about us. They died sumptuously, but rich, poor man uh, Lazarus was sitting outside his gate and he was so sick and so poor, the dogs came and licked his wounds. Well, in the Jewish mindset, of the day. Remember, you have to understand what Jesus said in the mindset of the day in that culture. There is something so foul and evil about a dog coming and licking your wounds, right? Wow. In the end, both of them die. Rich man Dives is burning up in hell. Poor man Lazarus is in the arms of Abraham in heaven in Jesus' parable. And rich man Dives says, Father Abraham. So you see, he can't claim ignorance. He knew who Abraham was. He knew what the the call of duty was because he knew what Abraham was. And he knew he had a duty to take care of Lazarus. He says, Father Abraham, tell send Lazarus to touch his finger to water and touch the tip of my tongue, right? So he even knew. He can't even pretend he didn't know that Lazarus was outside his gate. Not only did he know it, he knew his name because he said, send Lazarus. There's so much depth in this particular parable. Send Lazarus. And, of course, Abraham says in Jesus' parable, well, there's this unbridgeable chasm, right? You can't get from one side to the other. So I can't send Lazarus. So he said, but so um, Abraham says to rich man Dives burning up in hell, you remember, Dives, you had good things in life and Lazarus has bad. But look where he is now, Right. So we can say to the cosmic, and we're living in America, so we've got it pretty good here. The poorest of our people are richer than the than the richest of other places, right? Right. We can say, oh, life sucks. It's, we're, it's me. I've had bad things happen to me, um, really bad things even. If you have faith, you know in the end you'll be in heaven for eternity, just like poor man, Lazarus. So our, if we think as God thinks, as Jesus told us to think, yeah, life on earth could be hell. It could be horrible, but it doesn't matter because our time on earth is short. Eternity is a very long time. So, um, so we can't look at it like, oh, in the temporal sense, in the world today, this is bad and we need to somehow um, make sure that doesn't happen. No, God has allowed it to happen. He's allowed sin. We all have free will. We're not a bunch of robots here. God didn't want a bunch of robots. You know, if you have, like, there's my, there's my, my Griffin, right? Yeah. Wherever I go, he's following on my footsteps, sleeping <laughs> on my bed, right? I want a dog that cares about me because I care about him, right? If right. he was a robot, what, where's the love, right? Right. So God doesn't want you to be a robot. He wants you to love him as he has loved you by suffering and dying on the cross. So if you ever have any questions about it, you just go to the foot of the cross and explain to Jesus why you're having a bad day, right? Love there's, it. There's this really funny meme that maybe you've seen it. It shows Mel Gibson. He's talking to Jim Caviezel, all dressed as Jesus as he's carrying the cross. He's all bloodied and gory. Yeah. And, and the joke is, it says, Mel explaining to Jesus how he's had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've so, seen that. So, so really, if you if you just go to the foot of the cross and look at Jesus in the eye and let him look back at you, and then you explain to him why you're having a bad day, oh, it puts things in perspective. So much in perspective. So, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I understand that there's suffering in the world. There always will be. I'll tell you some of the people that I've seen suffer most are really rich people because they don't have meaning in their lives, and right. they try to buy meaning. 
So they, they try and buy this, that, a new boat, a new car, a new house, whatever, new vacation or some of the vices as a means to anesthetize themselves against the pain of not having meaning in life. Our meaning is in the cross. Our meaning is in our Lord. And so our meaning is being a child of God who and follow him on that path to Calvary. That's where we find our meaning, outside of which there is no meaning in life. That's why there's this great angst out there. And that's why all this crazy stuff about 52 different things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so confused because they have no meaning. They don't understand that they're a child of God, and they define themselves, they're supposed to, as a child of God. And God doesn't make mistakes. He made Bruce Jenner a man. Right. That's it. That's boom. There are 75 trillion cells in Bruce Jenner's body that have XY. And no amount of injections and no amount of mutilation of your body is going to change that. So, and that's if you love him, if you love anybody else suffering from that delusion, you'll try to bring Christ's healing into their lives so that they can find their fullness and meaning and being a created child of God. But it's a denial of God that leads to all this crazy stuff in the first place. There you go. There. Did that answer your question? You, it all became, you said, confession. Go. Yeah, no. Just go. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. And, and uh, now I got to go. <laughs> I can't lie to the father. There you go. Um, yeah. um, but, I, Father Altman, thank you. I, I'm going to name this. Uh, I, there's so many titles I could use for this video. There's just so much. There's so many truth nuggets here. Uh, the Puppet Masters and the Deep Church. You think that's pretty good? That's good. Yep. The yeah. Puppet Masters in the Deep Church and at Father Altman. I'm going to put you up on YouTube today. Hopefully, we said nothing that gets me bombed. But <laughs> I know. I, don't know. I, I mean, know. you just never know these days. But right. um, I'm going to take the risk. So, Father, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, do you want to say a prayer to, to lead us out? I, I, I ask I that uh, please uh, give me um, protect me uh, yes. a prayer right. protection for oh, what I'm doing because I'm putting my neck out here for a lot of things. Exactly. And you too, Father. So. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, in one fell swoop, you sent the holy archangel to wipe out the firstborn of every uh, man and beast in in Egypt because they didn't follow you. They followed false gods. In every day and age, you raise up people who will follow you, who will speak your truth. We ask for your holy angels to protect them now. Guard and guide them. So that your word, your truth, is spread throughout the world, as you've called us to do. Guard this precious soul of yours. Protect him. Yes, this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks be to God. Uh, yeah, and I'd love to have you on anytime you want, Father. Uh, okay. You have powerful messages to, to share with my audience and uh um i love having you on thank you so much well god bless you and and let's do it again soon you got it god bless father god bless bye-bye when it comes to stubborn belly fat we're all searching for a miracle pill generally you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings but believe it or not i may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products it's called belly trim and it's more effective at targeting belly fat enhancing metabolism and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products i've seen typically found on store shelves tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that belly trim is not only a breakthrough 
drew in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.